Sure. All right. So we always start with like a cold open that's just kind of, you know, talking about whatever. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh. I don't know. What you've been up to? Being sad? Yeah, it's kind of, that, that's kind of how it's been. Um, mm, uh, like yeah. to, to quote to quote the great to quote the great Jeff Rosenstock, I'm always getting high when no one is around because I'm practicing social distancing for now. Uh, can my cold open be a fucking bong rip? <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. You hear that? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Grip it and rip it. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be an episode. Oh god. Uh, it was a fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, it was. We'll get we'll get I'm, to that though. What have, what you been uh, yeah. what you been uh what you've been I don't know, like there's something to do. Have you been watching anything particularly good or playing anything? Um, just been playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, that's um, mostly been me. No, I've been I've been doing all right, working on creative projects. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, trying to keep myself occupied. I failed miserably at that. I am the the most productive thing I'm doing is just reading, which is more than I'm uh, which is more than I usually do. I, I'm doing more reading than normal, so there's that at least. Mm -hmm. Um, but. I don't know. I feel like I've been under the yoke. I feel like I have been yoked by capitalism so deep. So I, I feel like I have been under a yoke so greatly. And I don't know. I, 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 am, ex I, am, ex I am existing in a very weird space because I, I lost my job in February and I was supposed to start a new job at the end of last month, at the end of March. Uh, but that got postponed indefinitely because of COVID and they've encouraged me to find new work. So I'm just kind of chilling mm -hmm. so yeah I'm, I'm very much used to the quarantine lifestyle already yeah it wasn't, yeah, wasn't I, much I... oh <laughs> it wasn't much um adapting for me but now it's been over two weeks and it's too much at this point two weeks was like i was all right with that yeah, I mean, I I basically like aside from like seeing friends every once in a while, like I I was basically living the quarantine life in my unemployment state. Yeah. Like I was applying for more jobs, but that it's pretty much the same thing. So this is this is like where this is like week three or four to a lot of people, and this is like week six to me, week seven. <sighs> I've watched so much goddamn anime. Hey, that's good. You got a lot to get through, don't you? I sure as hell do. Speaking of a lot to get through, do you want to get into the podcast? Yeah. Nice, uh, nice transition. Thank you.
It's your number one surprise to horror movie podcast. Uh, I'm Sarah. I'm joined by my friend, Lavender. Hi. Uh, so, Lavender, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. No problem. I wish I got to watch a movie with you in real life. Yeah, but we'll, we'll be able, next time you come on, we'll be able to do that. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed. Provided, maybe in like, maybe in like, I don't know, six, eight, ten months time. I don't really know what, I, I don't really know how to plan for these things. Mm. Well, maybe if I have fun, I'll weasel my way into being on more. Hey, perfect. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself and about your history with horror movies. I'm gay. Okay. I don't really like horror movies because I'm, I don't know anxious and suspense and also i mean you know they're just all the popular ones they're like racist or misogynistic or whatever and it's just like not worth the effort for me um but that being said i do like really campy shit um so that's an overlap and i like um like movies about like criminals doing crime things that's another that's an overlap for this movie i don't know how common that is in horror yeah, um, I'm trying to think of movies where like criminals doing crime things, but they're the good guys in horror movies because that is tickling a certain a certain node in the back of my brain, but I don't know what it is off the dome. It feels like unexplored genre space to me. Yeah, truly. Um, you, we should sit down and watch some maybe like one of the original Friday the Thirteenth or something if you want some camp because those movies are great. I. Well, great might not be the word, but Jason Takes Manhattan is a genuinely fun, uh, I don't know, hour and 50 minutes of a movie. All right. There's a scene where a guy just punches Jason for about two minutes straight, and then he gets his head uppercutted off. It's great. Yeah, I, that's, I, like, I like laughing at horror movies. Mm -hmm. um, I, really, I really enjoyed Snakes on a Plane, which is the sort of thing that would normally make me way too anxious, but it was just so funny every time a snake popped out of the fucking plane that it was fine yeah <laughs> oh god do you remember the uh the you remember how that was i don't know if you had did you happen to have fx as a kid i don't think so like f uh, my family had like bare like the basic cable package so like we, we 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 stopped at channel 18 so like we you know we had the, like the four major networks and then for some reason we had like we had discovery health we had ion which was like a bunch of different names, and we had FX, and Snakes on a Plane was one of the movies that FX would just air constantly, and it was the <laughs> it was the edited for the TV version. So Samuel L. Jackson does have had it with these mother with these mother with these mother farm and snakes on this Monday to Friday plane, <laughs> <laughs> or something to along those lines. It's great. The uh, the, the, the there's just like a, a cadre of, of of movies that FX aired that just on repeat. Like I have seen, I've never seen these movies in their entirety, but like in pieces, I have seen all of Van Helsing. I've seen all of Cradle to the Grave. I have seen uh, uh, all of Lee of Extraordinary Gentlemen because FX just played those movies like every day. Damn. Uh, <sighs> when I was a kid, I watched Turner Classic Movies with my dad. <laughs> That sounds fun. Eh, maybe. Um, but so uh this week we watched uh I I contend with this movie being a horror movie. Uh it's half a horror movie. I 
I don't think that it is. I think it is a monster movie, which is not necessarily. It, I think they are commonly the same thing, but I do not think monster and horror needs to be it. Like, like. I understand monster movie as being in the subgenre, being a subgenre of horror. Like, like. Uh, like Shadow of the Vampire is a movie we did recently where Willem Dafoe plays Nosferatu. Like, that's a monster movie that is also a horror movie. Whereas this just feels like a monster movie minus the horror. And I, I, I may be breaking new ground with this distinction, but it, feel, it just feels like there was nothing horror-y about it. Just the, but the only reason it was classified as such is because, well, there was a lot of gore, actually. Now, I am pretty desensitized to that. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to walk this back now. Yeah, but I, I mean... I stand, by, I stand by the point, but not for this movie. There is a distinction between monster and horror movies, but this movie is not one of them. He's, it, it's, like, um, it's like body horror, and it's like, yeah, blood and guts and gore grows out kind of stuff, but I still think that, that counts. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Oops. It was half the fucking movie. I remember that. I remember that it happened, but like, I, I had just like kind of overwritten it in my head, and just like all the parts of like people's bodies falling apart. <laughs> Listen, in, in my, in, like, do you the, remember the people being sprayed with fluids? <laughs> okay, but like, think about a movie. Think about like, uh, I don't know, what is what are what is a Quint, what is an extremely bloody Quentin Tarantino movie? Pulp Fiction, I guess. Like, Pulp Fiction has. Not as much gore as this movie, but like approaching it on an like approaching it asymptomatic, uh, uh, like an asymptote. I I don't know where you're going with this. I don't really either. But my point, I I, I have a point, but I don't know what it is, and I'm it's perfectly formed in my head, but when it comes to the words in my mouth, it's just kind of coming out like gobbledygook. So I'm going to say, we'll get we go ahead and talk about the movie that we, we actually named the movie that we watched this week, which is from Dust Till Dawn. Oh my god. How did you go that long without naming it? <laughs> you got oh, side-checked. That's side-checked. I, I'm a queen of podcasting. <laughs> I'm the queen of podcasting and having ADHD. I, I, bear, I rarely finish a thought that I started. Okay, do you want me to introduce the movie? <laughs> The movie is from dusk until dawn. No, till T I L. I know, I know, I know. Which is which is grammatically distinct from apostrophe T I L, which means until. T I L L also means until, but it's it's distinct. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the um, Robert Rodriguez directed uh, Quentin Tarantino. Like it, if nothing else, this movie definitely just does feel like the two of these people put together. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. So it's the front half of a Quentin Tarantino movie stapled onto the back half of a, a grindhouse horror movie. Like, I, God, I, I do not like Quentin Tarantino. I like his movies. I do not like movies where he gets to do more than be like a cameo role. I... Like, I kind of, I did like this movie, but the problem is that Quentin Tarantino's character made it so hard for me to enjoy. Yeah, this is a, this is a viscerally unpleasant movie. This is, yeah. this is pr probably not a movie you want to watch unless you're really into that sort of thing. Yeah, like, the payoff on this movie is great. But you have to sit through a lot. You have to sit through a lot of slurs and toe-eating. Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah. So we start this movie off with uh, a, a sheriff who doesn't really matter going into some local uh, beer place, and uh, the guy, the sheriff, goes to the bathroom to piss, and it's revealed, uh oh, there's some bank robbers. There's it's George Clooney and Tintin Quarantino. They've oh yeah, yeah. 
George Clooney starring in this movie is a real treat. Yeah, George Clooney in this movie is great. Um, uh, but so uh, Tintin Quarantino and George Clooney confront Benny, the liquor store owner. His name's not actually Benny, but the name of the place he's working on is Benny's Liquor Store, so that's how I remember it as. Oh, wow. You remember details. Are you looking I, at something? Yeah, I no, I, I that, that one was just off the dome. I'm pretty sure it was Benny's <laughs> Liquor Store. Um... <clears throat> But, uh, so they're like, hey, just get the cop out of here and fucking, we, we can all leave. And then the cop comes out of the bathroom and Quentin Tarantino blows his brains out. Uh, uh and, 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 the, oh, the idea of Quentin Tarantino's character being that he's, he's kind of mentally unstable, um, and, and paranoid, paranoid? basically. Yeah. yeah. And, and so he, he's trying to be like a cool criminal, like George Clooney. But he just can't keep his shit together. He can't keep his cool. Yeah, because he thinks everyone is onto him and is just very paranoid all the time. It, it's 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 very like that one partner song. Everyone knows you're high, mm. except everyone knows you're a criminal. Right. Okay. So so Quentin Tarantino fucking blows the the sheriff's brains out, um, and and they you know are arguing with the the guy behind the counter um and like they took like some pretty white girls as hostages because that's what you do um and then they get into a fucking a fucking amazing opening fight scene yeah and this is the sort of stuff that that to me makes the slurs and things worth it if if it's worth it at all i still don't know if it is um yeah it's 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 like it's across the uh, it's across the gambit of slurs. Like you've got the F slur, pretty much every racial, pretty much every racial slur I can, like every racial slur. That, you know what? Actually, I think this is a Tarantino movie. Sam's the N word. Yeah, there's no black people in this. Oh wait, there's one. There's one. <laughs> there's one. That's right. But he doesn't. Uh, Tarantino did not write the N word into the script. He wrote every other slur, but he somehow he somehow managed to restrain himself from putting his favorite one in. Because it's about it's about Mexicans. Yeah. Ooh, he does love to use those. He does use to love those slurs, though. I'm, surpri- uh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised we didn't get a tea slur drop. Oh yeah. By the way, Kate totally trans. Oh, hundred percent. Um. Okay. Absolutely. The so one, we... the one black person in this movie is Fred Williamson. By the way. Yeah, and he's great. <laughs> uh. Um. So they fucking blow up the building, uh, and then they go back to their... They find some motel room, and they unload their hostage. Uh, oh, yeah, they had a hostage in the trunk the whole time. Captain yeah, they had a hostage in the trunk. She's some, like, just some kind, like, lady. And George Clooney's like, okay, don't you fucking do anything. I'll blow your brains out if you do. Uh, I gotta go run some errands. Richie, Quentin Tarantino, you watch over her. And then uh, Quentin Tarantino rapes and murders her. Off screen, thankfully, Off screen. but yeah, it, it's it's um, <laughs> it feels a hell of a reveal. Like the 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 rain part just feels like insult. Like it just feels like unnecessary salt in the wound on this. I mean, it's yeah, it's implied. <laughs> no, it's outright stated. Like George Clooney's character later says, "Like we don't rape yeah, yeah. women." Yeah. Uh, the, the... Quentin Tarantino wrote because oh god, 
the thing that the thing that the last thing that woman does in this movie as an alive person, she shows up again as a corpse, but the last thing she does as an alive person is get told to get on the bed with Quentin Tarantino and take her shoes off. Yeah, it's that kind of movie. Yeah, oh my god, the amount of foot the amount of foot fetishism like I cannot believe Robert Rodriguez let this man get away with it. I don't know, they're just like they're like buds, right? They're probably like both equally fucked up. Do you think do, do you think if we went back and watched like uh uh I'm completely blanking on every Robert Rodriguez movie I know that isn't Spy, Spy Kids one, two, or three? Oh. There's there's I wouldn't be surprised if there's feet somewhere in Machete. Do, do you think that, like, I, I don't know, the thing I remember from Machete is that time where he, like, swings by a dude's catheter through a window, and I wonder if that's, like, uh, uh, unlocking something from Mr. Rodriguez. There's there's a lot of bodily fluids being sprayed every which way in this movie. Yeah, there sure as hell are. Um, but so we meet we meet our we meet our other cast, who will soon be merged in with this, with these two robbers to create our Uber cast. Uh, we we meet uh, Jacob and his kids Scott and Kate. He, Jacob's a pastor, and he's his wife died. And he's like, experiencing a crisis of faith. Um, and they're I don't remember what they're originally doing in this movie before they get like uh, uh, like uh, attacked by the Gecko Brothers, which are George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino are two brothers called their their last names are Gecko, Seth and Richie Gecko. Great names. George Clooney has this great um, neck slash sleeve tattoo. It's really good. Um, Quentin Tarantino looks like a like a fucking nerd. He looks like Quentin Tarantino. I mean, that's just what he looks like. Yeah, he yeah he he just looks like that. Um, so they yeah they they meet up at the hotel at the same motel, motel and yeah, uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino and George Clooney like break into their uh, motel room and are like, "Hey, you're gonna smuggle us across the fucking border." And then in your huge uh, RV, that's the yeah, key and, plot point. Yeah. They have a huge RV. They do have a huge RV, and then and then uh, Quentin Tarantino just like starts like wanting to fuck uh, the daughter, which was the daughter Kate, um, who who has major trans vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you understand it or you don't. You just have to look at her. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, take take our word for it. Or you can watch the movie. Don't Maybe not, though. <laughs> don't watch the movie. Don't watch, the, don't, don't watch this movie. Don't watch this movie. Go, go, on, you, go on YouTube and just, like, search uh, From Dust Till Dawn funny moments. And, like, you'll get the scene where, you'll get the scene where Fred Williamson is extremely uh, dramatically acting out, taking out an entire platoon of, uh, of uh, Viet Cong uh, soldiers. Uh, Oh God! Okay. No, actually, you know what? Never mind. That that scene is also laden with extremely, extremely anti-Asian slurs. No matter how funny yeah. it is to see uh, him just like repeatedly doing the same stab motion thirty times in a row. Yeah, it's the. I don't think that that the charm to this movie is in the script so much as it's in the performance. But yeah. I really like I really like the character the characterization and the character interactions. That's yeah, Harvey Keitel. Uh, Harvey Keitel, Jacob the priest, is uh, a particular high bar, high mark for this movie, mm-hmm. in my yeah. onion. Yeah, and and his um, I mean his his sort of rapport he develops with George Clooney over the movie is like like really intense and interesting. Yeah, they I, I really like the relationship that they have. Yeah. Um, but so uh, they're like okay, smuggles across the border, and then after like fifteen minutes of 
arguing. They kind of just get small. They get small. They get across the border. They make it. It's this. It's this whole thing. Um, yeah. Quentin Tarantino continues being a creep. Um, and and George Clooney gets to punch him in the face for that because yeah, he does. It's great. His, his creepiness and paranoia is like putting them in danger of being spotted by the border guard, basically. Yeah, because he's like, hey, stop calling me. Stop implying I'm a fucking nutcase. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Quentin Tarantino is good at playing this kind of fucked up character because I think it's basically just based on himself. And I it, think he kind of wants everyone to know that he's like a fucking creep. He's into it. I he's good at it, but I, I do hate it. I would hate this. I would not I would not have nearly as much of a problem with Quentin. I would still have a I would still hate Quentin Tarantino and everything he's doing in this movie. I would hate it a hell of a lot less if I did if I if he had not been the one who wrote it. Like if someone else wrote that right. for him and he, not him writing he, it. Yeah, that's the problem with this movie is that Quentin Tarantino wrote it so that he could do a bunch of fucked up shit. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino wrote it so movie. Quentin Tarantino wrote it so he can suck Salma Hayek's toes. Literally, literally, that's the only reason. By the way, Salma Hayek is in this movie. Um, also, Danny Trejo. Yep. Um, Danny Trejo's toes do not get sucked. <laughs> I bet those. I bet those. Um, also, also Cheech. They got Cheech. They got Cheech. They do got Cheech. I like Cheech's character. I feel like Cheech is often. I feel like Cheech just shows up in Robert Rodriguez's movies all the time. I feel. I'm pretty Again, sure they're, they're just buddies. Robert yeah, Rodriguez is just buddies with these folks. I'm almost certain that Cheech was in one of the Spy Kids movies. Oh, yeah, I must... I, I think so. It's probably, like, his crazy uncle or something. I don't know. I think I think it literally may have been their, their crazy uncle from the first movie. <laughs> um, uh, okay, but so, yeah, so they, they, they get across the border and they get to this bar, which is the Titty Twister. Oh, my God. Yeah, so the, the and this is where they spend the, the the remaining hour of this movie is spent here. Yeah, yeah. So so it it goes from this kind of road trip movie, uh, trying to avoid the cops, and and it teases you a lot too with the with the 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 sort of cops going after them and like news clips of talking about these two brothers and doing a lot of background storytelling and stuff. Um, but like they never have to deal with cops. Yeah. They shoot the one cop in the head, and then they successfully smuggle across with no, no, no real issue, apart from Tintin Quentintino getting punched in the face. <laughs> um, and then, right, and so then, then it shifts from this kind of crime getaway movie into this sort of fucked up, like one room grindhouse horror. Like, really, it's like a meat grinder. Basically. Yeah, well, we we have like ten minutes where it's just like the the biker, it's a biker and trucker bar, and uh because and uh, George Clooney's like, okay, we gotta meet our guy here in the morning, so let's just fuck around here and just chill out. This place open from dusk till dawn. He gets the he gets the kids drunk. He gets, he gets the, the dad drunk. Creature to drink. Um, there's a lot of tits. A lot of yep. tits. Um, uh, Salma Hayek comes. Salma Hayek does a sexy dance for uh, 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 Fred Williamson while he is trying to like stack dominoes. I guess. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and there's the guy. Um, there's the guy with the revolver uh, dick. Yep, and the and the extreme and like the prehensile whip, the Mister Sex Machine. Sex Machine. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of interesting characters in this bar, and and like uh, George Clooney. Um, like, sex machine, sex, sex machine, played by the immutable Tom Tom Savini. By the way, yes, yes, yes. Tom Savini. 
God, what is he in? Uh, so so many things. He's been in a lot. Of, he's been in a lot of uh, George Romero movies. Uh, right. He also uh, well, he directed uh, the remake, the 1990 remake of Night of the Living Dead. He was uh, special effects work on a lot of uh, on a lot of Romero films, and has been in like you know Dawn of the Dead and Planet Terror. He was in Machete. He was in Django Unchained. A lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of, uh, lot of directed, a lot of director, writer, Reno films. What's he been in? What's he been in most recently? Oh, he was in the he was in the series of a, of, of from Dust Till Dawn. Oh yeah, yeah, they made a Netflix show out of this. <laughs> yeah. Um. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so they're in this bar. Um, it's got a giant. Giant neon sign of a, a, a nipple being pinched. Yep. Um, and Cheech is out front talking about pussy. Yep. He just it's a, it's like a it's like a, uh, look up this also look up this scene because it's very fun because it's just it's just Cheech Marin li- listing off all the different types of pussy that they have at the titty twister. Um, and then and then getting punched in the face by George Clooney. Yep. And then getting kicked in the teeth by Tintin Quarantino. Um, hey, we're 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 in Tintin Quarantino. Yeah, didn't I already make that joke? I don't remember. <laughs> um, it might be. Okay, so Danny Trejo is the bartender, and um, the preacher and George Clooney have this nice moment where the preacher's like, "I'm a truck driver. See that RV? You need a truck license to drive that. I'm a truck driver, and these are my friends, so we can sit in this trucker bar." How's Please that? give us some scotch. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And George Clooney is just like being an asshole to everyone because he's like, "All right, I did it. I hit everything. I don't know. He's a bastard. He's just a bastard." Yeah, he he's just doing a big bastard impression. But um, so Selma Hayek does her really cool because she's like the 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 uh the main event of the night at the strip club. Uh, and she does, uh, she does, uh, do sexy dance. Uh, she sticks her toes directly in the Quentin Tarantino's mouth and it sucks so bad to watch. Um, yeah. He sucks real bad on those toes. <sighs> um, <laughs> and then, oh yeah. I remember what sets it off. Um, uh, it's, uh, the, the guy that George Clooney was fucking with stabs Quentin Tarantino in the hand. By the way, first scene of this movie, Quentin Tarantino gets shot through the hand, and it's like a thing the whole time. He's like bloody and covered in like wrapping it duct duct tape. Direct action. <laughs> um, so yeah, his hand gets like refucked up multiple times, um, and so then he's bleeding, and Salma Hayek is like, "I'm secretly a vampire, and now that there's blood, I'm going to eat you." And then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> And then he gets fucking eaten. Oh god. The, well, he gets one, he gets bitten and he gets turned into a vampire. The one saving grace of this this movie is that Quentin Tarantino um ruins it in a lot of ways, but you also get to see him be brutally murdered twice. It's great because he he gets he gets the fucking soul sucked out of him by by uh, Salma Hayek and is just like dying in a pool of blood. And then he shows up again oh. later as like a vampire person and is like, "Hey, Seth, come on." And Seth's like, all right, I gotta kill you. Uh, yeah, getting ahead of ourselves. The the, the Sorry. effects in this movie are fucking amazing. 
um, for 1996. I think they really are. Um, the the CG stuff was like, um, because their their take on these vampires is that they they're shapeshifters, so they look like hot girls. Um, but then once they go vampires, or, or sexy bartenders, or or a beefy guitarist in a band. Oh God, the band. The band is so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. They they morph into these hellish like bat faced demons with like 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 pale scaly skin. Yep, and their instruments all turn into like human bodies. Like the guitar just turns oh, into like yeah. a torso. Yeah, the guitar the guitar is a torso with strings down it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and there's yeah. like this there's like this 15 minute brawl where like uh oh my god I keep forgetting his name. Uh, fuck it. We're there. One of my favorite in this like 15 minute extremely gore fest brawl. One of my favorite things is like, uh, uh, Fred Williamson like flips the table over and impales a vampire on each of the four table legs. And yeah, he just like suplexes them. <laughs> yeah, it look, it sort of looks like a like a, a thing in the video game Mad World where you would like be trying to like stack all of the bad guys on that shit for extra points. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Um, yeah, and so you you get to see, like, who are the, the loser background characters who get eaten, and who are the badasses who can fight, um, and, and eventually the, everything gets whittled down, and this is, like, the first wave of vampires, and it's all the, the sexy dancers, so it's a lot of, like, like, tits and stuff, and, and gore, and, like, just really, like, cradle violence against women kind of festival. Yeah. But they're, but they're demon people. So it's fine. Uh, it's fine, and I, it's fine. And I'm receiving reports that we love it now. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, and so th- so then you get the the fucking the fucking the squad for the the rest of the movie. Um, Quentin Tarantino is fucking dead. You don't have to deal with him anymore. Yep, he's there. Um, uh, Preacher Man is there. Yep, Harvey Keitel is there. Um, Sex Machine is there, and. Uh, What's the guy's name? Fred Williamson. Fred Williamson, and then uh, uh, Harvey Keitel's kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. By the way, uh, jumping back just a little bit, uh, Cheech Marin, the uh, the the character that he played where, that was just shouting a bunch of pussy uh, things. That character's name in the that character is credited as uh, Chet Pussy. <laughs> uh, oh, which is right. <laughs> which is really good. <laughs> I, I I am Chet Pussy. <laughs> tweeting that shit the day after my sur- th- tweeting that shit the day after my vagioplasty. <laughs> uh yeah, okay. Um I'm trying to remember what happens next now. Um like they, they have their big old fight and then uh it like a like they have the big fight and those people pull out ahead, but not everyone is perfectly fine in that because uh well first Tintin Quarantino has to get has to get staked by Seth. All right. It's a it's a really it's kind of a tense moment because he's like, Hey, don't you fucking touch my my zombie vampire brother. And they're like, Oh shit, is he gonna is he gonna let him live? Is he gonna try to, to save him? Um but then it's actually he just wants to stab his brother in the chest personally. Yeah, uh, and then a bunch of uh, vampires start swarming the titty typhoon from out. No, the, the titty twister from outside. No, 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 no. First, it's all the truckers that they ate co- start coming back. 
Oh, yes, that's right. All the, yes, all the, all the corpses on the floor become run too. Because when you, when you kill these vampires, they like explode and catch fire and disintegrate and shit. Um, right. So all, the, all the dead bodies reanimate and they have to fight a second round. Yeah, and then and then all the vampires and then all the bats swarm the the teddy yeah, twi- yeah. the teddy twister. Um, um, and and they have to run down this hallway into this room where they stole all the shit from the truckers. They've been yep. on the truckers, um, and so it's basically just an arsenal, and they get to get their their final form weapons and shit. Yeah, but uh, during this, uh, sex machine gets bitten, and he's the first one to—he's the first one of the group to 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 turn. Um, they make pretty quick. They they um, he he bites uh both both uh, uh Fred Williamson and Harvey Keitel. Uh, at which point Fred Williamson just fucking hocks him through a door. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, that lets the vampires in, and Fred Williamson turns into a vampire. And then they just like kind of go into the storeroom and they have an argument for like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. And they they try to work it out. Um. And and yeah. And there's this whole thing about like, do we believe in vampires? Do we agree they're vampires? Creature man, do you agree? Um. And they make a plan to, yep. to fuck fuck him up. Yep. Uh, Harvey Keitel recovers his faith because he needs to bless some holy water. Yeah. Uh, and then he then he makes his kid pro- then he makes his kids promise to kill him to kill him and it's a pretty funny it, it it's a pretty morbidly funny scene because Harvey Keitel is like holding a gun to his head and is like you need to swear on both God and Jesus's name right now that you will kill me if I if I turn into a vampire. I d- I didn't see the humor in that, but I appreciate your take. I, I don't know. It just it just seemed extremely it, it just extreme it, it just seemed extremely like over the top in a way that made me chuckle. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, he's like, if you don't if you don't promise to kill me, then I'll shoot my head myself in the head in front of you right now. Yeah, and you need my help, so you might as well. Like, it just sounded like a very dadly thing to say. And uh, <laughs> the kids were like, "Dad, you don't believe in suicide." And J- and Harvey Keitel's like, "Well, I, I'm already dead though, so it's not it's not suicide if I'm already dead. So better promise." <laughs> And and um oh god and they, so they get um they get these weapons they get their weapons together uh, yeah the, Harvey Keitel's scene actually um he he has to he's like knocked out or something and he has to escape down the hallway after them um and he's like oh my god with a baseball bat and a shotgun I can make a cross yeah <laughs> it's really funny um and and it's also a really effective weapon because it's the kind of pump action shotgun that like has like a, a loop on the the thing so we can stick the bat through it um yeah and and and, and pump the shotgun with the bat and it's really badass imo it is it is very badass um and then george clooney uh rigs a giant wooden stake to what like a chainsaw or something I don't know what kind of machine. Like it, it's it, it it looks like a bloodborne weapon, and it's just it's it, yeah, it, it's a stake attached to like a drill uh, uh, a drill rotator. Like thing. a jackhammer, I think. Yeah, like he attaches he attaches a stake so, to a drill to or to a jackhammer. Yeah, and so it just goes in and out, and he can just <sighs> fuck him up real good with that. Um, it's and great. The kids get child appropriate weapons, of course. Yeah, the kid. Uh, uh, his son gets. 
His well, the his his son gets a, a water gun filled with holy water, and what's his daughter get? A crossbow? Yeah, his daughter finds a fucking crossbow. Counts as a wooden stake, I guess. Don't forget the condoms. <laughs> the son gets uh holy water water balloons made of condoms. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um I and and it's it's really sick and, and when the water gets on the vampires, it makes their fucking flesh melt and, and was there like a joke in there about like the was there a joke in there that I missed uh, that they made in the movie about the condoms being extra thin or something? Like, I don't think so. Because those things broke. Those things broke on impact, and like I, I, I sometimes have a hard time getting like regular water balloons to break on impact. <laughs> <laughs> like condoms are designed to keep that nut butter in there. Oh no. <laughs> uh. They're mayo holsters. Condoms Condoms are obviously weak against holy water. Think about it for two seconds. Oh, oh so you're saying the holy water eats through the condoms? <laughs> They're polar opposites. And this is this is how this is how Kellogg's cornflakes were invented. <laughs> oh god. Um maybe the vampires are pointy. They also they make a point of of saying in the movie, um like, oh, these vampires are so easy to kill. They're paper thin. You can just push through them. <laughs> um, like you can't do that to a normal human. Just so just so you you your suspension of disbelief isn't broken by them um shoving stakes into vampires' chests with their hands. Yeah. By uh by 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 when uh as George Clooney like uses his stake gun to like rack up like six vampires on the on the blade at one time. Oh my god. Um do you remember uh, uh fucking Fred Williamson? Uh Literally just rips out a vampire's heart. He just, yeah. just like comes at him and he's just like, nope. And he just sticks his hand out and the heart's there. And the vampire yeah. won't die. And and so then like one of the kids is like, I know what to do. And she grabs a pencil and stakes the pencil into the heart. And that counts. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. This movie has a lot of great little moments. This movie has so many great moments mixed in with so many very awful moments. Yeah. Uh, but so they go out and they have their fight with the undead, and no one really, ma very few people make it through this one because fucking uh, Harvey Keitel bites it. His son beefs it. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. No. So it's 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 really great because he finally turns, and and the son um has to fucking shoot his dad with a yeah because he swore he swore Jesus in God's name. He swore Jesus in God's name, and his father makes a very scary vampire face. So he's like ah, and then immediately after that he gets ripped apart by zombies. By yeah, vampires. by vampire. Yep, and then like his vampire zombies. They're and, like, and, they're he, like half vampire, half zombie. This 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 scene made this scene was very confusing to me because he said, "Please kill me," as the vampires were tearing him to shreds. And Kate, his sister, was like, I, "I can't." And then she like shoots him anyways, and then he explodes. Yeah, I don't really know where that explosion comes from. Most of the explosions have some sort of justification, but that was random. Yeah. Or maybe, but, um, maybe she shoots. Uh, wait, I think I know what it is. I think she maybe she shoots the gun, and everything gets doused in the water, and that makes him explode. Oh, possibly that could be it. Um, Anyways, but so the the movie pretty much wraps up from here because they're they're getting like closed in on, but then like sun starts beaming in through like all the holes they made with their bullets over the course of the night and killing all the vampires it comes into contact with. Uh, at which point, Carlos, the guy who they were supposed to meet at uh, the at the Titty Twister, shows up and like just lets a bunch of light in through the main entranceway and basically blows the entire fucking place sky high. Yeah. Um, uh, and then they have like a conversation, and George Clooney uh, like 
rides off into the sunset to get to the safe city and Kate's just kind of left fucking with she she's just kind of left with no family and an RV to her name and that's it. Uh then she drives away from the titty twister and we get a shot of the back of the titty, twi- titty twister and it is a uh an Aztec burial ground. Like <laughs> or a, a, a an Aztec temple. excavated temple. Yeah, partially excavated temple. Right. Uh, and that's the movie. Yeah. This movie is incredibly racist in so many ways. Yeah. Um uh, on a scale of zero to five uh, condom water balloons, how many condom water balloons are you going to give this movie? Uh, you can give half condom water balloons, even though in real life that would not be an effective water balloon. This is a this is a hard one. This is. I think, it's. I think it's, on any on any standard scale. You would rate it low, but on the condom water balloon scale, I think it's got to be like a four. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 am, I am using the condom water... I am personally going to use the condom water balloon scale as a standard scale and rank it low. Because there were some, like, there were some parts in this movie, but just like Quentin Tarantino and his particular style of script writing, which is just a jam it full of slurs, is... I think he. I like him as a director. I hate him as a script writer. This movie's like a two. This movie's like two condom water balloons for me. I think that the people, the sort of people who make condom water balloons, would like this movie. <laughs> I, I, I trust that. I trust that. I trust you on that. I, I watched this movie for the first time when I was like 14 or 15 and it blew my fucking mind. I mean, it was just so intense. And I I used to be a like, Tarantino nerd in my teenage years, shamefully. <sighs> Sorry, just zoned out for a quick second. Um... So yeah, that's uh, that's from Dust Till Dawn. Uh, I don't think we have any questions this week because I forgot to ask for them, so that's on me. But we are going to do recommendations. So what do you what do you have to recommend this week? Um, I was thinking about that. I think I want to recommend anger and violence. Um, they've been uh, working out pretty well for me. A lot better, a lot better than despair and self loathing. So if you can make that switch, I would recommend it. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to recommend the, the new Digimon series. Uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, it's, got my, it's got my friends. It's got Yamato. It's got Taichi. It's got uh, Koshiro. All my friends are there. Yeah. If Fucking... You if you don't want, if you don't want the, the bad emotions, play Animal Crossing. That's my recommendation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, also, I've, been, playing, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing uh, while re-watching Hunter uh, Hunter. Hunter. And that show is still good, also. So that's a second recommendation. A recommendation. Take your word for it. Um, I think that's everything? Uh, I wanna... Uh, What's that? Um, I wanna share my favorite moment in, in From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, sure, go for it. Mention, um, which is right at the beginning. Um, because right after they have the the shootout with the guy in the the liquor store um and what what george clooney does is um he gets quentin tarantino to shoot out all the bottles behind the guy and then lights a roll of toilet paper on fire throws it at him and they book it 
And as the store is blowing up behind them, George Clooney is saying to Quentin Tarantino, do you know what it means to keep a low profile? And it's just like poetic cinema. That it's, it's, for me. it's good. Um, um, the, the juxtaposition, it's, the timing is so perfect. Yeah. There are good moments in this. There are so many. It's, it's really tragic. Yeah. It's a tragic movie. Okay. So thank you for listening to this week's episode of Fear Biting. Uh Lavender, thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thanks for watching that movie with me. Um, I am still sorry I subjected to you to you to it. But you know you what? I have that. watched worse movies for this podcast. I have watched worse movies for this podcast within the last month. Oh God. We watched Tusk last week. You ever seen that one? Oh God. I feel like Kevin Smith is like like the condom water balloon version of Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I do, I do feel he like Kevin Smith is the the condom water balloon Quentin Tarantino. Kevin Kevin Smith is the 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 condom to Quentin Tarantino's water balloon. Exactly, perfect. Yeah, you know what? That's pretty much it. <clears throat> Anyways, Tusk is not a good movie. Uh, is there anything okay. is is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, anywhere people can find you or anything? Um, I have a Twitter. Where? Can, what's your Twitter? My Twitter handle is Lavender Mana. It's Mana with two N's. Uh, for all you Magic the Gathering nerds, this is not for you. I'm sorry. No, this is this is for uh, uh, the Secret of Mana fans only. <laughs> or. They probably, I think they actually spelled it with the one N in that. They, I, don't, I don't play JRPGs. That's fine. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, this, uh, if you want to find us elsewhere, we are at Fear Baiting Everywhere. That's us on Twitter. That's us on Tumblr. That's us, on, uh, that's us at gmail.com. That's us on Patreon, patreon.com slash fearbaiting. One buck a month is a tip jar. If we get episodes done early, we will have them up early for y'all. Uh, five bucks a month is uh, you get a shout out each week on the on Fear Bidding and the Wonder Years, and we get to re- and you get to read. Oh my god, you get to send in a short message for us to read. Ten bucks a month, all that you also get to pick a movie for us to watch for Fear Bidding. If you have a movie and you're a ten dollar donor, get that in. Uh, thank you very much to Michael Kaiser, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Paul Bechtel, and Ducky Aisha. We love you all the most. Um, if you uh, so, thank you very much to uh, Seda who does the music for this podcast. Uh, you can find them making music under the handle "People You Meet Outside of Bars," or if you just want to go to GayGothVibes.online, you can find more of their music. They did the intro and outro music for this podcast. Thank you very much to Blair, who can be found at Blair Kitch on Twitter. He is the frequent editor of this show. Uh, if you want to find more of me, I'm at SunHatGenya on Twitter. That's S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. Um, I also do a couple of other podcasts, The Wonder Years with the aforementioned Blair and Seda. We talk about Animorphs. Uh, I was on the most recent episode of Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, which is my leftism podcast. So if you want to hear more of me, check me out on those. Those are all, those and this podcast are also graciously hosted on the Noisespace.xyz network. Thank you to Overlord Matt GameCube for running that entire show. And I think that's everything. So so I'm Sarah. I'm Lavender. And remember, you can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night, everyone. Oh.